Welcome to Taking Social Stock. This is episode 14. Taking Social Stock is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Heather. And me, Andy. And today we're going to talk about an article Andy picked out around antitrust. So Andy, tell us a little bit about that. It's about antitrust, but it's a news article that just kind of broke. Kind of knew it was coming. Facebook has been, I guess, served lawsuits by multiple states for antitrust. Mm -hmm. And they had a hearing at the Senate last year, I think it was. All the big four tech companies had to do hearings with the Senate about antitrust, basically in privacy. But And tell who the four tech companies are. The sure. Primary. Facebook is obviously who we're talking about today because this was just served up. Google has been dealing with it since last year. And the other two are Apple and Amazon. Mm-hmm. This article struck me as interesting because obviously everyone knows Facebook. And there has been a successful antitrust case against a tech company in the past. But... That was Microsoft Microsoft back in the early 2000s. Well, 1998, I think is when it started. And it finally solved and was all done by 2001. That was way different than this because that was a software and hardware company, not a social media company. Yes. So this, when you picked it, I, to be really candid, I was like, oh no, this sounds very boring. But it was very interesting. And I had to do a little bit of Googling. I'll admit that it's a little bit humbling to have to say I didn't know what antitrust meant. So I looked that up and essentially Facebook is being accused uh, by like 40 attorney general, 40 attorney general, attorneys general of pushing out all other competitors and taking on a monopoly of this social media space. That was interesting. There were a couple things in the article that their VP and general counsel talked about, but we can get to that in a little bit mm-hmm. um, because they feel like there are some implications to what they're doing that that she's not wanting to own up to. I find what she said interesting, but we will get to that. So okay. antitrust laws, the bulk of what all antitrust cases are based off of are laws that are over 100 years old. So the first act that started the whole thing was the, I think it was the Sherman Act of 1890. Okay. I think that's when that one was. So that was the first act. And then there was the FTC and Clayton Act that occurred in um, 1914. So those are the big acts. The first one, the Sherman Act, more is about stopping the conspiracy to restrain trade. So this is where, because at the time, obviously you didn't have the interconnectivity that businesses have today, but people could rig the market. Now it's tougher to rig the market because you're more overseen by everyone. But the FTC Act then basically set up some additional restrictions, but a lot of what they were covering was the same as the Sherman Act. It really just set up the FTC as an organization. And FTC, you're saying Federal Trade Commission. Yes. Okay. So it set set up that organization to oversee and prevent monopolies from taking hold in the market and the idea that they would hinder capitalism. And yes, monopolies do. Yeah. And the Clayton Act is just some additional information on that to lessen the competition where companies try to lessen competition and create monopoly. So it's more laws to define these practices they want to prohibit. Whenever you get to social media, though, you don't really rig the marketplace. One of the things they're trying to claim in these lawsuits is, well, they control all this data and privacy. So they have a monopoly on that information because they can't really claim that they are keeping other people out of the marketplace directly because the way that a company like Facebook 
takes care of its competitors is to acquire them. Mm -hmm. And that's not new. Facebook has had like 80 disclosed acquisitions. Wow. And they can have others that are non-disclosed. If a social media app or something comes along that they feel has a user base they want, they could acquire them to keep them from ever becoming big and becoming a competitor. But that is something directly overseen by the FTC. And that's where they normally would step in and say, no, we're blocking that acquisition because that would create a non-competitive situation. So one of the arguments being brought up isn't just about acquiring the businesses. It's about, is it pushing people out to the point that there can be no other business in the space? So is it harming people? That seems like one of the arguments. That's their argument, kind of, but I don't, I don't think it's a good argument because they acquired WhatsApp and Instagram. Those weren't direct competitors. People who can become a direct competitor, we just haven't really seen that happen a lot in the social media space. You have a niche that you create and you succeed there. Facebook created theirs. They were very similar to MySpace, but they had a better platform and they ended up getting all the users because their platform was just more user-friendly. But most other social media platforms you see, like Instagram or Twitter, they serve very different functions in the way people consume media. So I don't think they're one-to-ones, but that's what they have to compare them against. I don't think that any company is going to be successful trying to make Twitter too, you know, another company that's like Twitter. So we can talk more about like where my, where my interests are, are talking more about the, the social side of the social, potentially social issue. But I want to hear more from your lens of how, how do you think we got there? How do you think like, I, that seems like a pretty big deal that 40 attorneys general are coming after Facebook and you're what I'm hearing from you is you think they don't really have a solid case. They do, though. So tell me more about that. Let's see if I can find what their attorney or what the general counsel of Facebook said, because I kind of agree. Ew. I kind of agree. <laughs> so the VP and general counsel at Facebook, Jennifer Newstead, one of the quotes they have of her in this CNN business article is, people in small businesses don't choose to use Facebook's free services and advertising because they have to. They use them because their apps and services deliver the most value, and they're going to vigorously defend people's ability to continue making that choice. The last part, I think, is silly, but the first part- What's the last part? That she's saying they're going to vigorously defend people's mm. ability to continue making that choice. They're going to vigorously continue to defend their ability to make money, yeah. not people's ability to make the choice. But they are right. People come to Facebook to advertise there because they're trying to reach a specific market, the same way you go to Twitter for a specific market or Reddit for a specific market. There are reasons to use these different platforms. Being a social media influencer or even a brand, depending on your brand, you may really need to have a Facebook page. But if you're a, a millennial brand or Zoomer brand, you don't need one because they're not going to come to it. So a Millennial? A lot of millennials don't use it. A lot of millennials decide to delete Facebook. Oh, okay, yeah. You're right? not so, talking about safe social media in general, we're talking about Facebook. Talking okay. about Facebook specifically. Initially, they were the only game, but all these other apps came out. Twitter is like, well, you don't deliver good messaging where people can communicate quickly and rapidly between multiple friends. Instagram is a, way, a better way to share photos because it delivers a lot more content concisely to you. And Facebook does their own thing. It's a more of a general platform. It's almost like a blog for businesses. So I think it's a very different market. One of the things we can talk about this in a minute, because I'll touch on my take on the VPN general counsel's words, is that Facebook owns 
Instagram bought it back in 2012 for a billion bucks. So it still owns that content and that they are being pushed to divest both uh, Instagram and WhatsApp. I also had to look up what that means. And that means to sell them essentially, right? Yes. <laughs> so Traditionally, that's the way an antitrust is handled. So if they think a company has a monopoly on a market, they'll come in and they'll try to break up the company to create these other companies that will A, compete against the original company. But then if there's more small players, ideally, other companies can still rise up and compete. If you take Instagram away from Facebook, it really wasn't, I mean, they're getting there. They're doing this on purpose, integrating them. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of ways, they're separate platforms. Yeah. You can use Facebook and never touch Instagram. You can use Instagram and basically never touch Facebook. Yeah. I want to talk more about that in a bit, but I don't want to get too far from my take on VPN general counsel from, from Facebook. Her words, my paraphrase is she, to reiterate what you talked about, people with small businesses, people and small businesses don't use Facebook because they have to. They use the apps and services because they deliver the most value. I argue with that and say they don't have to. It's not like if they don't use it that they're going to starve, that they're going to lack air, that they're not going to have shelter. But what other platforms do they have access to that are going to help them deliver their product if they're a person who maybe is involved in potentially like social activism? They can use different platforms, but that is one of the platforms. Things like small businesses. So they technically, yes, the nobody is being strong-armed physically, but figuratively, I think they are. What, what else do they have to use? But the counterpoint to that is, how strong is he? And this is the reason Facebook and Twitter and these companies are monoliths in their space. The whole power of social media is you have to have a platform that has as many users as possible, so that way you can deliver that small business to the customers who want to buy their product. If you have 10 companies in a market, they all have 10% share, the best you're going to get advertising through, say, Facebook, there's 10 Facebooks, is 10% of the market. Mm. You're not going to get 100%. Versus with Facebook, you can, in theory, hit all of your target market. So there's a lot of power for small businesses because of that. Yeah. Well, I say I use Facebook, so I, I, I don't have too many legs to stand on with this. I still have more to learn about in that space. My subject matter of expertise isn't big finance or anything. So this is this is interesting to me to learn more about. I will say on the social front is the the way that she presented the argument of we're going to vigorously fight to defend their ability to access that. That is gross because that's not what ha- what's happening. It's a little bit of, um, I can't think of the word right now, but it is trying to make them sound more altruistic than I think they truly are. Yes. Facebook is not an altruistic company. Yes. Neither is Apple or Amazon or Google. Google used to have a slogan. I wrote a paper in college about this, that their slogan used to be do no evil, but then they're getting into all these issues of the way that they were handling, like they had um, sexual harassment cases that happened within the company with high executives that they swept under the rug and the way they handled that, the way they were handling Hong Kong. There was a lot of, because they're trying to get into the Chinese market and basically a lot of the employees were protesting against it because Google's supposed to be a force for good and they're just a company that's chasing the dollar, which of course they are. Yeah. I know this is about Facebook, so we won't talk about this much, but I don't know where all that landed with Google. Has there been more? Maybe we should do a show on that. Yeah, maybe. They they did some things, but overall really nothing. I mean, they just tried to make assurances to their employees, but I don't know where the China piece went. Okay. All right. 
So Instagram and WhatsApp. So Instagram, they bought for $1 billion two year, in 2012. Two years later, they bought, they bought the WhatsApp for $19 billion. Mm-hmm. So what do you think might be happening? So like somebody like me reads this article, doesn't know a lot about that space, has to Google what's divest mean. My inclination is to believe that I can read there what I'm reading. There are very clear parts, but there are also sometimes things that are not said that are being said. Like, what are the implications that might be happening? Why your arguments of like, hey, I don't think they have a a huge chance to win this against Facebook. Also, I don't think they have a big chance to win against Facebook. Thinking about the sheer number, the money that Facebook has and their access to the best of the best lawyers to fight this. You're saying no? I'm saying no. If the government has a good case, they don't really have to win the case. It's, it'll do it for itself because there's acts in place that literally define these things and they just have to say, look, they meet these definitions. Okay. And it's going to be challenging to do this because social media isn't, even today, a well-defined business sector. So they're tech companies. We define them as social media, but they deliver such vastly different products. The laws that are originally written, they're more looking at like, if you're a company that makes doorknobs, well, if you own the only machines to make doorknobs and you buy up anyone else who makes the machines, like you buy the company that made the machines to make doorknobs, you have a monopoly and no one can compete because no one can get into the market. Yep. But with Facebook, anyone can code a social media platform. You know, there's something out there called Parler now. Oh, yeah. It's going to fail Ew. because the only way social media works is if you get that massive user base. People only want to come back to social media if people they know are on the social media. We've seen a similar thing happen in the streaming services, not Hulu and uh, Amazon Prime, but the streaming services such as Twitch Gaming, YouTube Gaming, Facebook Gaming, all these companies that are trying to build this platform to serve the millennial and Zoomer generation that want to watch entertainers like that who are playing video games or just doing one-on-one content. Every company that tries to start another platform that's not Twitch pretty much fails. YouTube even though they had the biggest marketplace for videos on the internet, they have trouble attracting people to watching their their streamers, their actual live, you know, video, because people have already all associated with one marketplace, and they all go there because that's where everyone else goes. Yeah, that's the problem with social media is they everyone's going to go to the biggest one. Okay, so when okay, so one of the things that you had mentioned is you didn't know how they acquired Instagram, why that got that, why that was able to be passed. And that's one of the things that they're bringing in this case to say they want to curb that. I, do you remember the exact amount? I believe it was they would have to get government approval for any acquisitions worth over $10 billion. I think it's forward. $10 million. $10 million moving mm-hmm. forward. Okay. Okay. Hearing what your take on this is, why do you, like, we know that in 2019, the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, began to conduct an antitrust investigation. Now you're having these attorneys general come to the table. We know that, um, like you said, Microsoft, Google have been in front of, have been a part of court cases. It doesn't sound like you think that they're going to win to me. So why do you think that they're, they think they can win? Or why do you think they're bringing this lawsuit up? I think they're, Real goal will be more likely to just get restriction placed on future acquisitions. Facebook is, as they talked about in the article, making sure to integrate their technology as much as they can. 
So that way, if they try to say, like, you have to sell, you have to divest Instagram, well, they can say, oh, it's going to be really tough. It's going to cost us all this money. It's going to take all this time. You know, maybe we can have it done in five years. That's kind of their goal is to make it basically impossible to divest those. But they, the most likely outcome, since that's going to be the defense, and it's going to be tough to prove that because they have Instagram, that Facebook keeps people from, you know, using other ad sources or outlets. That's going to be the real challenge. Like, how do they prove that Facebook is hindering competition? So I don't know. I just think there's a lot of challenges in the actual lawsuit. What they're going after is they're going after the biggest company who has all this power and data and they feel is too powerful in the political arena. Mm -hmm. So they're going after them for that to try to make something happen. Like I said, I think the only outcome they're going to get is restrictions on Facebook saying, you know, we want to review every acquisition you make and we want to have a bigger part in the decisions that affect your company, which I think they'll get. Like that's something the government can easily decide. If they do make them split off Instagram, they kind of talk about this, maybe this or a different article I read. That then is worrying to other businesses because, well, is the sale ever final now? Because yeah. if you, Eight if you years buy later. a company, the FTC says, yeah, that's fine. You're clear. And then they come back 10 years later and say, you know, I'm not sure. I think actually we shouldn't let you buy that. Yeah. That's kind of unfair to the company and the stockholders, which is the big question. Like stockholders, if they di- have to divest these companies, it's going to impact the stockholders. Usually the way that works, there'll be opportunities for people to get partial shares potentially in these new companies that are set up, but it's still a mess. Yeah, a couple one that's one of the consequences they talked about is is a sale over final if they are forced to sell the companies off. There were a couple other consequences that I'll bring up in a second, but while thinking about it, if they sell Instagram and WhatsApp, where do those companies go? Are they up for grabs? What they usually will do is they'll set up them as their own company. They could have them sell them off to another buyer. So it could be kind of like whenever they're trying to force TikTok to sell the U.S. operations. You could have someone like Walmart be like, yeah, we'll buy Instagram. So Walmart could be a buyer. Who knows who's who would be a potential buyer? The other option is it creates its own standalone company. You separate off these assets. Maybe some people go over to lead that company who are already leading that division. It's just no longer a subsidiary of Facebook. Okay. And then the couple other consequences that got brought up were that these kind of suits can get tied up for years. Mm -hmm. And on the side of like Facebook in this situation, it would be that that could give them time to tighten up things that they would want to tighten up. And technically, technicalities. Do you remember reading that part? No. Okay. Well, I don't know. Then let's skip on that. The other consequence would be that Similar to when there were the, there was the case against Microsoft, that leaves an opening for other startups or businesses to fill a niche and to adapt to that environment. So to say that another potentially problematic company could arise in its stead. So which one would be worse to have? Yeah, I don't know if that's something to worry too much about. Think of any technology that requires multiple users. There's very few times you see real competition in that space. So I wouldn't be worried about if I was Facebook of a new company coming up and filling a gap and pushing us out. People thought that might happen with all these different things that have come up, like Twitter, like Instagram, like uh, Snapchat. All these companies came up and they just picked up a new market. And the old market kind of stayed with their old products. Even people who delete their Facebook app, I think 
a good percentage probably come back at some point. Or still use Messenger. Still yeah. use Messenger. Still have an account out there because they use the login. So yeah, I don't think there's much worry about someone else coming in the middle and becoming the new problem. I think the more perilous of the big four companies and the one that is kind of skating by still is Amazon. Yeah. So we're, we won't get into all the issues with them, but Amazon obviously There's has, a lot we could talk about. Amazon yeah. only has one competitor in the US really, and that's Walmart. And Walmart has bungled their ability to transition online. But I think if Walmart had succeeded and created a big online marketplace right away, they would have been facing, I'm sure they faced antitrust issues in the past, but they would have been seriously in trouble because now they're dominating physical and online. But that's their only competition realistically in the US. That's the one I think you might see something broken up because they continue to acquire everything. Yeah, They do basically anything you want to do on the internet Amazon has their hands in. Yeah. Well, I learned quite a bit in this episode. This was absolutely your wheelhouse. And so I want to make sure that the last word is yours. Is there anything that you want to talk about with this article? Anything that you're interested in keeping up with about this situation? I don't expect anything to happen to Facebook as a result of this. If you look back to the Microsoft case, they wanted to split them up and have the company basically have one side that's hardware, one side that's not. They won the case against Microsoft. So the judge ruled in favor of the FTC. Microsoft appealed and they said, okay, actually, no, we're not going to do that. Instead, they placed restrictions basically. And the restrictions were pretty pretty light overall. The decision was you can't force PC manufacturers to only use your software. That was kind of it. Okay. So they got off pretty light. And at the end of the day, Microsoft is still one of the biggest companies in the world. So it didn't slow them down at all. All right. Anything else? That's it. All right. Well, Andy, thanks. I think that'll do it for tonight. We want to hear from you. If you have any questions, email us at takingsocialstock at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week.